Hello, everyone, and welcome to Funky Baz and Face, three brothers talking footy. Welcome, boys. Yeah, good Hello, to be here Funky. again, guys. The week's gone quick. It's a great week. Only two days of work, and we're in the weekend. Absolutely brilliant amount of football that's happening at the moment. Looking forward to tonight. We're speaking to Power from Port. Mm. Re- really looking forward to that conversation. He is up and about, isn't he, Power he from is, Port? He is pumped up. He's uh, got his Twitter, he's got his Facebook, he's got his Instagram. You probably YouTube. don't even know what that is, do you, Bez? But um, <laughs> he's up and about, so looking forward to that chat. As always, we're going to uh, talk about our listeners. Would you rather, I'm going to combine a would you rather and a Funky's flashback this week. Um, we have Faces Fresh Finds, Baz's Bake, and I'll be nervous if... Let's go to you first, Face. Uh, listeners, boys. Uh, Aaron Collins, Funky. Aaron Collins. Listening in. Very surprised. I caught up with him on the weekend. We watched uh, Hawthorne and Geelong. And he said, been listening to the podcast. I agree with you about Richie Benno. <laughs> so it was very good to hear that because I was sort of killing Bambi. Uh, going against the trend there. But um, he, okay. he agreed Great with me there. Like but, can we see an end, end to these Richies at the cricket? Like, really, how many times can you do that? All the Richies. I mean, it's ridiculous. So I'll be back next year, mate. Just as, yeah. as much as you'll be back there next year, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one, uh, Lawrence Kent. Matthew. Yes. Big, yes. He's got a big show at the end of the year. Forget his football season. He's got a big event happening for him. Yeah, he's out injured at the moment, but uh, he might be back this weekend or t- tomorrow, actually. But, um, yeah, he was a bit annoyed that uh, he didn't get a mention uh, this year. So... Well, you are on, mate. He's won four flags, Kenty. Four <laughs> flags bustling off. Very unlucky not to win the Norm Smith one year too. But uh, he's always a proven finals player, so it's great to have him. I still it? remember seeing Kenty as a young, under 10, Williamstown yeah. Oval, mud track. You could tell he was going to be a gun from back in those days. You know what? I'm just going to diverse here, boys, yeah. if I can. Is that I looked at a, a photo from the Barossa under 10s uh, last night. There were three sides, blue, white, red. And I reckon there's, out of those, what is that, 35 players, I reckon there'd be two or three that are playing football now. It's unbelievable the drop-off from kids' footy to A-grade footy, footy through basketball, girls, Yeah, I found work. that in my year too. That happened a I think it's Australia-wide, but it's unbelievable the drop-off and mm. so few you get that play A-grade footy for your local club. But under 10 to A-grade, there's no surprise because people move areas and they do other things, so you don't... There's a lot of players, though. You don't normally stay in the same area. 35 players is a lot to get to, I I reckon. I I was stunned at that. I reckon most clubs are the same, which is amazing, really, because you think they're all going to stay together and move through. I mean, we all did, you know, the Harris boys. What I found is... Amazing, the uh, or fascinating as you boys uh, say. Amazing, the yes. drop off between under 17s and A grade. So normally the under 17s, the guns, That's the next step. who you think are going to play A grade, actually don't. It's amazing. That's it, amazing, isn't it? Mm. Like we could look back in ours. I mean, the guns didn't. Mm. Didn't fire go. a shot mm. in the A grade. There's a plebs like yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> we just kept on playing. <laughs> they had to pick us, didn't they? Who else you got, Face? On Twitter, we've had uh, Filthy Phil. Uh, Phil Kay and um, Simon Bentley, Benzo 5, they were up and about this weekend with a Carlton win. Oh, yes. Um, so they were very, very jovial about that Carlton Adelaide draft pick because Carlton were above Adelaide for a split second mm. before the Crows destroyed the Suns. Tex Texan was on there. There was a nice the little cricket clip that we tagged Craig Eichler in. So that was uh, quite humorous. We've had some big names though, Funk. We have. You've been the result of this. Oh. Sean Burgoyne liked your tweet about. Uh, the young mascot that ran out with the Hawthorne Football Club. That was 
Absolutely brilliant. I love that. And uh, I think my tweet was something about how good is that? The power of sport just to shows how much meaning sport has and to bring someone in who wouldn't normally get an opportunity to be part of it. I absolutely loved it. You are big on the, on the power of sport. You could actually be at one of those speakers going around to schools talking about the power of sport. You're a big boon for that. Massive for that. And uh, I think sport has got so many good things and I get so disappointed when I see... I think sometimes sport lets itself down and I could go on for a long time about that, which I will well, not. But you, you would have hated this. I haven't brought this up in the pre-show meeting we had. Oh, but no. uh, a rugby player won his game of footy, goes over to the crowd, gets a beer, skulls the beer. And that's my example. <laughs> but the power of sport, I, I just think there's so many good examples. Mm. Uh, the other one is uh, Kane Corns. You fired back about uh, his SEN employee, Josh Jenkins, and his ability to return to the Crows. I said, I said he had to, be, had to be dropped. You can't miss two goals from the goal square. His confidence is an all-time sure. low. He had to be dropped, and I hope it made him he a better player. He was comparing Jenkins over his last three years, which mm. he has been a very good performer, not this year, to Elliot Himmelberg, who's a young, raw kid coming up through SNFL. So, yeah, and I was saying that jo- the Josh Jenkins today isn't the person who's delivered all the goals over he the last three years. He Oh, I think it was, it was quite... Amicable. Yeah. How was what he said about Lewis? Shocking, Kane Corns. Yeah, like, he was in that same position. Yeah. Incredible how um, quickly they forget. He, he set, had a crack at him that he's only in it for the uh, pay packet and for the retirement fund. Yeah. Why he's at Melbourne, which is pretty harsh. Yeah. Uh, the other one we had a bit is about um, Funky Baz and Face's very own rookie. Cameron Tahini, who made his debut Congratulations for the Football Club against Port at, uh, at the parade on the weekend. Kick three, three goals won. His one point just missed, he was 45 metres out as well. So a great debut for Cameron. So uh, well done to him on his debut. Nothing better than a Nord Port rivalry mm-hmm. as well. Well, everyone, I'd just like to welcome Anthony Alessiani onto Funky Baz and Face. I'm looking forward to uh, finally getting Anthony on the show. I've been sending some messages to Anthony uh, for a couple of seasons now. Uh, Anthony is the man behind Power From Port. And with Power From Port on Twitter, he has over 4,000 followers on Twitter and a very successful YouTube clip that's got over 1,500 subscribers onto YouTube clip. How's this? On Twitter... He says he's Koshy's personal head and shoe shiner, <laughs> tweeting everything about Port Adelaide Football Club since 1870. Anthony, welcome, welcome mate. Thanks, boys. It's good to be on. Yeah, and mate, it is uh, good to have you on because um, our listeners have been dying for a bit of poor information and uh, what better man to get it from them from yourself? I know. I'm becoming uh, everyone's favourite Portland at the moment, so it's, it's good, to be, uh, good to be that asset for people. Anthony, tell us about your love of Port Adelaide. When did it start? Um, look, basically since I was born, uh, my whole family is crows. They tried to get me to crows, and the one person that was the one person that wasn't crows was uh, Dad, and he made me into basically what I am today. We're a season member. We got every game together. We, you know, we go through the highs and lows together. So I, That's I basically credit him for all the Port stuff that I do now. And have you, uh, you grew up playing as well? Yeah, I, uh, I play a bit of footy myself. I um, play for the St Paul's Old Scholars Football Club. Yeah, um, how are they I've going? played for three years, so that's nice. 
and give yourself a bit of a rap. What's your uh, <laughs> What's your career highlight? <laughs> so I'm just trying to play myself down. Um, <laughs> I uh, I play predominantly full back. Um, sometimes centre half back. I uh, like getting on the defenders and keeping them goalless. It's always a nice feeling. So. Defenders are definitely underappreciated. <laughs> Very good. And um, so tell us about your Twitter post. So you've got 4,000 followers. That's pretty successful when uh, there's so many things that people can uh, read and listen to these days. Tell us about how that has come about with your YouTube channel as well. We've been having a look of your previews and reviews of the games as well. What, what, uh, how much time is that taking you as well throughout your week? Um, well, look. Power from Port is a very uh, interesting story. I um, only took over it, uh, took over the account this year. Um, the the bloke that was before me, he he's made it what it is today. The, the tweets and everything. Um, I basically tried to emulate that formula because he's um, he's the brain behind it, and uh, he's taught me very well. And that's probably why one of the reasons we're becoming you know, one of the most uh, successful Port Adelaide fan pages on Twitter. Um, and basically how we got into contact with each other was through the YouTube channel. Um, we continue to um, you know, share my stuff and all that, and eventually he wanted to take a break, and I took over. And the YouTube channel was basically just a thing, uh, a spare-in-the-moment idea that I came up with to just share my thoughts on Port Adelaide, and I never expected it to get uh, where it is now after two years of doing it. So it's, it's a lot of fun, but it takes a lot of time but hopefully uh, maybe a job in the media one day comes from it. Yeah, right. um, Anthony, it's a, footy's a very emotional game. With, with the power that you have after a bad loss or something's upset you, I know as a Crow supporter, a couple of weeks ago when we lost badly to North Melbourne, I was just furious. Ha, do you have to control yourself from venting to so many uh, followers that you have your feelings or do you have to take a step back and take a deep breath and then just... Just wait before you do send Think it. Think before you tweet. Be- yeah, because you do have a lot of power there and your feelings could easily ca- boil over in something that you might regret later. Do you think about that? Yeah, I certainly do. Um, I know like, in terms of YouTube, there's a lot of younger kids, a younger audience that watch um, and they, you know, they, they will feel from that. They have the same emotion, but they're not probably going to understand as much as what's happening as you know, us guys who are probably a little bit older, a little bit more mature. Um, and we look at the game a bit differently. So you have to uh, sort of accommodate that when you're doing your reviews, when you're writing your tweets, because it's, it, so many people are going to see it. And I always try and make it, um, you know, it's, it's a negative, but it's something that we can improve on type situation, whereas a lot of people will just say straight out, oh, you know, sack the coach, or this player's awful, he's not doing his job, you know, he's never a good player. There's no positive in that, so I try and uh, create a positive a twist to whatever a negative is. Sometimes it's harder than most, um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you've got to try and uh, have a point of view where it's a little bit different from the rest and it's not just all out, oh, this is, this is crap. Yeah, I did uh, see your review after the um, showdown last year too, Anthony, the J- Josh Jenkins one, the controversial one. Well, that, that would have been the mate set it up. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it must be very, very hard to do a YouTube <laughs> uh, post after a disappointing loss, but Anthony, are you surprised pretty much at the start of the season um, this year that Port Adelaide have done? So many people have wrote 
written them off at the start of the year. Are you surprised, in a sense, how well they're going? Uh, in a little bit, yes. Um, I didn't... If you went game by game, I actually had us two and three, um, you know, doing the preview of the year. And I didn't expect us to play a game of footy where uh, the stats... You know, we're basically number one in all the key areas in the competition, but we're just not executing. And I think you know, it's always been a problem about for oh, six years now. So um, in terms of where we are at, I think we can actually improve a bit more. But um, I'm yeah very surprised how we started, and last week's win was the biggest surprise of them all. That was an incredible win, that win. It, it was West Coast. It was, yeah, fantastic win. I mean, last year's side, you, you used to kick backwards, you'd chip... Um, you got nervous when it got tight, you know, against West Coast. Um, that is just, you can't even recognise that style of play to last week against West Coast. You know, you, you run, you're tough, the pressure, the kamikaze style is like Richmond in, in 2017. That, that was an incredible game and it, it just, it must just surprise you or just make you feel pretty proud on how that has changed from that, that style last year which didn't serve the court um, faithful at Orwell last year. No, I definitely agree with that. I think even though we were 11 and 4 at one stage last mm. year, as a game, we never really looked like anything. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you give yourself a chance when you're in the top four, you're always going to be there or thereabouts. But I think last year, no fan was full confident we were going to go into a game winning and winning well. And I think what we've shown this year is the ability to continue on our form no matter how bad the, ga- how bad the game's going. Uh, you know, you look at the game against Brisbane and we were you know, four or five goals down within the space of ten minutes and we gradually worked our way back. And if we kicked straight, we, w- we would have won that game. So uh, I think it's definitely a big improvement from last year, but <laughs> there's a long way to go. So given the start to the year, Anthony, where do you see, have you... Have you gone on AFL.com and done the uh, pre- pre- uh, ladder predictor and seen where you think Port will finish at the end of the year? I um, The funny thing about the predictor is I never do it till about round 15. <laughs> I never go near it because the way tipping's going this year, I think I've got about like five tips from yeah. five rounds. So I, yeah, I try and not predict uh, how the season's going to go because I know, you know with Port Adelaide, we could very much lose this week. Um, <laughs> and we could bounce back against Kai. It's the way we go. So uh, I think I had us in seventh position at the start of the year, and I still probably stand by that now. Um, it, it really I usually get a good grasp of how we're going by the by. So. But even then, we were 11-4 and four ended up missing the eight. So I don't think we'll know until round 23 where Port are at. Uh, yeah, I think it is different this year. And one of the a lot of people have been talking about Rosie, Butters, Dersmer and Drew... But what, a, and obviously that's given a huge amount of um, impetus to the team. But I think it's the other guys that no one really talks about, like Houston, Sam Gray, Eber, and Travis Boak has just, he was yeah. almost washed up and done. And then this year, I'm not sure what's happened to him, if he's got a new girlfriend or. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, you'd know more than me about that. But he, he, and maybe those guys. I mean, I remember when I was playing, when you got good young kids around you, it does give you a huge amount of excitement to come to training. And to, that's right. Like, to see Rosie um, bounce down the centre and kick that goal, I mean, that just gives a massive lift, lift to the team. Do you agree with that? Like, those guys, Houston and, and Gray, Sam Gray, Boak and Ebert, are certainly lifted this year as well? 
100% agree with that. I think the whole side in general is just rejuvenated itself. A mm. uh, mixture of the kids with the youngsters, their energy around the footy. I mean, I, when I go to training, you just see the kids there. They're like little menaces in the schoolyard. They're smiling, they're niggling the yeah. older players, they're getting around it, they're having a laugh. Yeah. And I think players like Boak, players like Eden, Robbie Gray, they're all, even though Robbie obviously hasn't been a star at the beginning of the season, but mm. especially with Boak, and no, he doesn't have a new girlfriend. My, uh, <laughs> my <auntie. laughs> and mum knows that too. But um, she, uh, he is just, yeah, he's one of a kind, Boak. And no matter how bad he would play, he's still a leader off the field. And I think mm. that mixture of the leadership from the older players, the youngsters with their energy and their will to win the footy uh, and with their pace, that's the big difference that's come out of this year compared to last year. And I've, I'm very, very happy, and I think a lot of Port fans will be too, the fact that we um, made those tough decisions at the end of the last year to get these three players, and then obviously Will and Drew as well, who's been on the list for a couple of years. So, yeah, I think it, it's a good mixture, and one that um, very much reminds me of 2013 when we came in with a new coach, new captain, new everything. So, yep. it's got a lot of feels, and I'm very excited. <laughs> Anthony, gutsy call from Ken Hinckley last year to trade out Polak and Wingard. Everyone had an opinion on it last year. You've had a few games to have a look at it. What are your thoughts on trading them out? Um, look, it's tough to tell with Pollock and Pittard especially because North Melbourne as a whole hasn't been a very good side at all this year. Um, I think Pollock and Pittard are sort of... I think the, those two have... Um, been, they've been okay. They've probably been playing the same way they would have played at Port Adelaide, getting the possessions, um, you know, not hitting their targets. And I can say that now with a smile on my face. But <laughs> um, and Wingard as well, injured at the start of the year. I think he's uh, he's building. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm very I'm very much happy that we traded all three. I think we're better off for it, and it's probably lengthened the way we're going to play for a longer period of time. Um, I think something else has been great for you guys is your uh, free agents that you've got. Like, you've got Lysa as a free agent, Ryder. and you've got Ryder as a free agent. They, they are A-graders that you've just brought in for absolutely nothing. Mm. Like, that would cost you normally two first-round draft picks each. Um, so that's, like, super handy to have those two guys, which you've got for nothing. Yeah, 100%. And, look, uh, Ryder, I think it's, uh, it was obviously Lysa. Uh, there was another one, I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, they've just paid off magnificently for us. And oh, right. Lysen, I think, Tom almost. Yeah, that's the one, Rockcliffe. And look, Motlop hasn't been bad either, mm. but I think especially Lysen and Ryder, we've needed Ruckman over the last four or five years, and mm. the way that Lysen has could almost be um, one of the best Ruckman in the competition. Mm. I think he's... Yeah. he's Beaten Gorn, he's beaten, um, I think it was Martin as well against Brisbane. Nan Curtis, he was pretty good as well. And then obviously last weekend destroyed uh, West Coast. So I think as a whole, he's been one of the best recruits of the year in general. But uh, yeah, that fitted in very well. And it's good to see that a fresh start um, can do a world of good for players like them. Now, coming back to you, Anthony, a uh, couple of weeks ago when uh, Port played Richmond, we won't mention the result. Actually, I don't mention any, any results when uh, teams play Richmond um, in this <laughs> podcast. 
but you were actually picked for a half-time entertainment um, contest against a Richmond fan at half-time. Just wondering if you can tell our funky ba- uh, faz, Baz face, uh, brothers and sisters, what happened? Um, yeah, so there was a competition online from Port Adelaide that they posted a uh, joint with Oak uh, to win an experience for the grand final this year. And it was basically to comment 25 words or less, what is your favourite Oak flavour? And I, me being tongue-in-cheek, tongue I said, oh, well, Oak rhymes with Oak. That's why I drink with Oak. Yeah, nice, <laughs> um, nice. And, and then in the end, we, uh, we had a bit of a tug-of-war challenge where we had to put uh, three balls into Oak buckets as quick as possible, one at a time. And, um, yeah, I got it in with about two milliseconds. And now I'm going off to the grand final, which has oh. been, which is obviously everyone's dream, but particularly for me, that's a bucket list item. So yeah, I'm that, very have glad you that I'm going. Have you been to the grand final before? No, this will be my first time. Oh, too. Wow. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll love it. The three of us have been, uh, yeah, multiple times, and it's an incredible experience, so... Yeah, I, I can't wait, and I'll be taking my dad as well, so hopefully Port Adelaide can make a miracle and <laughs> make it. Uh, for our, all our followers, if you haven't watched the video from um, Anthony winning that contest, very, very funny, a great dive to get that third ball <laughs> in the big oak container, and it uh, nudged out the Richmond fan by yeah, 0.2 of a second, so uh, well done on getting those tickets. Good effort. Anthony, um, thanks. thanks a lot for coming on the show. It's been great insight. And uh, we're going to keep watching those videos. We'll uh, post out a couple of your videos that you've been doing and we'll keep in touch with you during the year as well for an insight. So thanks for your time. Thanks a lot, mate. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. All the best. All right. Cheers, thanks, mate. mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Great chat from Power from Port. Really enjoyed that. Fantastic. Gave a good insight. I actually wanted to ask him, but we ran out of time, about his uh, future media aspirations. So... Uh, we'll keep in touch with him because he did re- really well, didn't he? Um, my would you rather, and if you remember from last week, my Funky's flashback, so I'm going to merge them. Oh, just change it up each yeah, episode. Yeah, I am. Would, so this week, uh, Anzac Day is tomorrow. Um, Essendon play Collingwood. Would you rather have Essendon play Collingwood or would you rather have a grand final rematch? Well, I think at the moment you don't mind those two teams playing because they're in great form. But in, in yesteryear, when you've got like 13th place, 15th, you'd rather have the grand final size. But at the moment, you've got 95,000 there. You've got the tradition there. I reckon it's brilliant for both those teams. And Essendon's in good, good form at the moment. Well, but I think we're about to find out about how good form Essendon's in. Mm-hmm. They beat Brisbane at the MCG. They've beaten North Melbourne and one other. You rate them highly, Face. You said to me, uh, during the wet, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about this, but Face, you told to me that you were going to put some money on uh, for them to finish in the grand final this year. Well, history over the last few years shows there's one club yeah. out of the box that, that gets up pretty high, like West Coast last year, mm-hmm. Richmond, Western Bulldogs. So I thought that's probably my pick, Danaher coming back into the side. Do you know, the odds, though, get some do you know the odds, though, Face, what Essendon are paying? Now. <laughs> <laughs> You're meant to say no. Oh. Uh, wait, they're only paying seven dollars, so right. some people must rate them to be into the grand final. I agree. Which, yeah. And I'm going to merge this into a flashback. I would rather have the grand final rematch, but you make a very good point there, Baz. 1995 was the very first Collingwood and Essendon game. 94,000 people were there on that first game, and we've got some audio.
We just heard the big Sav rocker there, got the ball to level the scores. A minute to go, 95,000 people. The late Drew Morfitt uh, talking there. Very good. And we had sorts of great names, Michael Christian, Graham Wright, etc. Rocker kicked nine on that day. Imagine kicking nine goals in the very first uh, Anzac <laughs> Day game. Big power um, forward. Our own Brett James, when I say our own, I went to school with Brett and uh, local boy, kicked three. Uh, Scott Burns played that game. Funky Basin faced Team of the Year. Scott Burns played in that game. Yes. Three votes. Nathan Buckley in that game. And just watching the video, he had a massive chance to hit up Brett James all by himself that mm-hmm. missed out. Uh, the scores were tied at the end, uh, 111 points apiece. Cracking way to start Very good. that Anzac Day rivalry. I've got one more uh, Would You Rather. Would you rather have... Pre-game entertainment, Birds of Tokyo playing Anzac Day, or would you rather not have any entertainment before the game? I'm for entertainment. I, I think it's it's a big show showcase showpiece. Why not have it beforehand? Yes, the the uh, bugle call beforehand is obviously. I think, I think you're being a very naive for actually not honouring tradition. That. I think it's disrespectful to have music before. Uh, they're probably talking about taking a girl out and you know going to the store and buying a cup of soup or something. Like we don't want to hear any anything like that. You want just the the tradition and to talk about the the, the fallen heroes and the people that have, have yeah, served our, our great country. Um, to me, to be talking, you know, or having. A, Band talking about those sort of lyrics is just not. <laughs> those sort of lyrics, you haven't listened to Birds of Tokyo. <laughs> well, I guarantee there'll be something about going to the store and meeting no, a girl. And, yeah, I, I guarantee there would be. Yeah. Um, it's been very one sided, the opinion this week about it, hasn't it? Like, everyone has mm. been very much a no to it. But it's, I can't believe that you're for it, to be honest. Yeah, I am for it because I, I see football as the entertainment. You've got 364 well. days where you can have Birds of Tokyo talking about taking the girl home or doing whatever, whatever they want to do. One day a year where we're going to respect the Anzacs and you want to have that band on. And that's my point. If you go, if you remove entertainment and music, you remove football as well. I see football and music in the same category. Yeah, I, I can't agree. see um, how they're different. But I don't agree. When Kevin Sheedy first did this back in, when was it, Face? 1995. There's no way they would have allowed to have music. And bit by bit, you are eroding the true nature of what we're there for. And then next year, they're going to have something else. And next year, and then in 10 years' time, there'll be uh, fireworks and there'll be like uh, topless girls or whatever. But back then, they also thought Angry Anderson coming out in the Batmobile was a really good <laughs> idea. So I think we've improved and we can uh, increase the entertainment factor on yeah. the showcase. Don't time. eradicate what is great about this day. By putting a game of footy on there anyway. <laughs> um, let's get into Baz's bait. Well, boys, I'm not happy, boys. I've been pretty pretty calm the last few weeks, but I'm not happy. I'll tell you what I'm not happy about is AFL players, it's absolutely useless interviewing them. I used to love getting and watching the sport report on the Channel 7 News. and Channel. It was sensational. You listen, you hear what they say. It is just so mind-numbingly boring listening to them. AFL 360 have got Rewalt and Lewis on. It doesn't matter what subject it is, they've towed the party line. And you know what? You cannot blame them. Why can't you blame them? Because if they say anything out of the ordinary, well, then they're just going to get slated on the back pages of the paper. It's just useless. What you want is former players like Kane Corns. How many bombs does he throw now? Do you think he would have done that when he was playing? No. No way in the world. You need to be out of the game before you interview him. 
we are interviewing AFL players, but they are so tightly hamstrung in terms of what they can say, it is useless and it is boring. <laughs> boring, boring, boring. We need to move on and just realise that you can't interview them. Like poor old Hodge got interviewed the other night in a game. He was doing the right thing. And he got slated for having a few comments. What's he going to say? They said, oh, do you think you can come back, Hodgie? Oh, no, I think we're stuffed. I think we might have it away now. Like he says, yeah, no, we can come back. We can... Oh, what's he going to say? Five like, goals is nothing. Just, yeah. it, 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 is, it is weird the way that we think that we're getting information out of him. I spoke to a friend of mine who played 260 games for uh, Collingwood. It won't tell you his name, but he... <laughs> Burnsy, anyway. <laughs> Burnsy said to me that you try to give as, as less as possible because otherwise you end up on the front page or the back page of the paper yeah. and you just say the mundane, boring things. And the fact that our we've got so many journalists these days ensures that we have to have these boring interviews. But I, for one face, this is sort of bizarre, will not be listening. They've, lo- <laughs> they've lost themselves a customer. <laughs> And that's my bait. That's a good bait. That is a good bait. I would love to see Hodge come out and go, yes, we are stuffed. We're playing shit house tonight. Well, what are we thinking? I actually, did you see Mitch Robinson's tweet during the week? So, he apologised. Um, yeah, he yeah. said a performance, I, I can't quite remember what it was. I don't have it in front of me. I think he said something like it was unacceptable and it was actually shit house. Yeah. And I said, well done. There should be more of it. I gave I him an invite into Funky Baz and Face <laughs> because for exactly what you said, you don't hear and see any of those mm. interviews. So I applaud him for being honest and saying... It was no, I don't know, you guys and haven't got uh, Foxtel, but AFL 360, listen to the guys, because anything controversial, the coaches will always back the player. It, it is just so boring listening mm. to them. Mm. Yeah. What well up, Baz? Um, faces fresh fines. What do you got this well, week, mate? Well, boys, given uh, the great chat to Anthony, I've reduced the faces fresh fines tonight. Uh, I've got two. So first of all, we'll go over to the EPL. And Shane Long has scored the fastest goal in Premier League history for Southampton versus Watford after just 7.69 seconds. He came immediately after the kickoff to start the game after a howler from the Watford defender. And here's the audio to describe the goal. You'll miss it. Southampton's Shane Long has scored the fastest ever Premier League goal taking just 7.69 seconds to find the back of the net against Watford. Well, the top six continue their own battle for places in the Champions League or the Europa League, but there's a chance here immediately. Shane Long, what a start! Less than 10 seconds played, and Shane Long restored to the starting 11 this evening by Ralph Hassenhubel, has stunned Watford. A goal inside 10 seconds, it may have been just eight. Now, normally, boys, when I show you these clips, I ask a follow-up question, but because it's about a bad experience about the last seven to eight seconds today, I'm not going anywhere near that. So I'll jump <laughs> to the next uh, Funky Bad's face. Um, uh, fresh fine. Uh, we're over to the NBA now, and we are going to the semi-finals uh, in the NBA. The Portland Trailblazers uh, are playing Oklahoma City Thunder. Big, Oklahoma City have big names, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, uh, absolute guns playing. Uh, the Trailblazers were down by two or three quarter time. The, uh, Oklahoma City then had a 17 to four run to start the fourth quarter. You think you're they're over and yeah. done? It's game five. By the end of the game, with 10 seconds to go, they were tied at 115 apiece at the end of game five. Then up steps Portland Trailblazers Damian Lillard, who had a game high 47 points at the time 
He's bringing the ball down the court, had a shot with one and a half seconds to go as the clock ticks, ticks down. With the ball in the air, the ball tinks the rim, and well, you'll hear the rest. He's got 11, tied at 115, crowd rising to the feet. George will defend Lillard, spread floor. Lillard with 47 tonight, working it down to two to one, a deep three! That's my final places fresh find for this week, boys. I love how he wound down the clock just for him to have the last <laughs> shot. That was brilliant. So, has a confidence. Apiece, shoots the three. They win by three. They win the series in game five. Uh, on to uh, the finals next now, week. Now, how's my um, my boys, the Golden State Warriors, who I emphatically backed last week? How are they going, folks? A little bit of um, pre-warning would have been good. I would have done my research. <laughs> but I do know that my uh, Philly boys with Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid are dominating. They um, won today also. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a Philly man this, this season anyway. <laughs> Our new segment this season has been I'd Be Nervous If. I think it's going pretty well. What do you got, boys? Well, I'll tell you who I'd be nervous. I'd be nervous if I was the CEO or the man selling... Uh, Adelaide 36's basketball <laughs> tickets, right? They they sent a uh, a message out this week saying <laughs> saying get your tickets, get your season tickets, and it's not cheap. It's four hundred and something dollars, right? Dear, Which dear. you can get plenty of corporate uh, free tickets and get down the front if you want to. Anyway, but they they were selling them, and I said to them, I wrote back to them. Have you got any players left <laughs> <laughs> before I purchase? Because Sobey's gone, Deng's gone, that Froling's going to go. They're in big trouble. I think the, they need to regenerate or you know rehash their whole list. And to be asking that sort of money for season tickets is a bit rich, and a lot of people aren't happy about it. So I'd be nervous if I was selling tickets. But we've got no players. We, you know who's trying to sell tickets? Tricky. Stephen Trigg. Stephen Trigg. Is that the head of the Sixers? He's, yeah, on, right. yeah, he's on the board of the Sixers. And there's... Um, a discussion at the moment and, and rumours going around that they want Jerry Wright out and that players mm. are you know either leaving Didn't or can't commit if there's no coach there or not knowing who the coach is. The only thing I say with that is, right, is like Barossa, right? Barossa back in the day, we used to get beaten every week. We had all our imports in and then there's no point in keeping the imports and losing because if we can lose with you, we can certainly lose without you. <laughs> yeah. So if we don't win the title with those guys... Well, then we can certainly not win the title mm. without those guys. Yeah, so, so the Aussie locals that you also need to fill in rosters uh, 4 right. to, yeah. to 11. Mm. Uh, Funky, I'd be nervous if I'm Brad Scott this week. Uh, they've got a, a showcase game against Port, um, Anzac Knight. Um, big what you, what big occasion thinking? for them. They obviously beat Adelaide, but... They're in, terrible. In hindsight, they were terrible that night. Adelaide yeah. were worse. Mm. Um, they got belted last week. They get beat the next couple of weeks. They're in all sorts. I've actually, I know we're talking about our later positions, which we'll bring up next week, but I've got them finishing Stone Mother's last. I just can't see them making He's any been there for impact. 10 years. They're, they're better than that, though. They're better than last, though. 10 years he's been there. Yeah, they're better than last. They're definitely better than last. They're actually, I think it goes... I see, I see more upside with Carlton and Sydney this year than I do with North Melbourne at the moment. Not with Sydney, I don't think, but um, I reckon it just shows the low expectations that North Melbourne have got 
put a coach in there for 10 years who haven't been able to achieve a grand final spot in that time, there wouldn't be too many clubs that would put up. They made that. high high prelim finals. They made probably, two prelims. But they weren't time, really, it's kind of weird because they weren't really up to it, to the top anyway. But uh, yeah, I think they'll get whacked this week against Port. I think Port will smash them. My, I'll be ner- I'll be nervous nervous if I was Mark <laughs> if I was Mark Murphy and I'll tell you why I'd be nervous if I was Mark Murphy no no I'll be nervous <laughs> do you know what he came out during the week at the end of the year he as part of the leadership group with Carlton told Brendan Bolton to lighten up that's at the end of 2018 lighten up are you serious yeah, I, I, I'm right with you with this so this is appalling this yeah. is Player power gone far too far. This is the most inept club, and he has been one of the key players there. They have lost game after game after game. And are you saying to me that the person who works the hardest in that football club, I can guarantee you no one will work harder than Brendan Bolton, and who's under the most pressure to lighten up. (laughs) If things turn around for Carlton, can you imagine if the shoe's on the other foot and Brendan Bolton says at the end of 2019, hey, Mark Murphy, guess what, mate? (laughs) We don't want you next year, but lighten up. You cannot say to a coach to lighten up when your performances have been that poor. I want to put you back in when you first played, right? Stafford is coaching Barossa. I want you to go up there and Uh, say... Frank Leonard. uh, Frank Leonard, sorry. Uh, I want you to lighten up. <laughs> Can you imagine what he'd say? After losing by 30 goals for the first three weeks in a row, oh. you can't tell your Can coach. I just up. think that is, there's something wrong with that. If that was me at work, and if we were, as a team were underperforming, and if I was leading my team and I say, you know what, funky, lighten up, <laughs> that would not sit well it's with the, me it's at the all. Way, it's, it's just leading teams, and it's about the kids that don't, Get a ribbon when they finish uh, first, and, you know, like it's. But he's the captain. It's a, it's a new way of doing things. It's yeah. it's 2019, which things are different to back then. So I do see their point, but I'm on your side. I think it's mm. ridiculous. But yeah. um, I wonder if next week Baz's bets can include if uh, Mark Murphy will be traded at the end of this year. Well, I've bet on everything else this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing before we go. Um, obviously, big game at Adelaide Oval uh, versus the Suns, Crows, Suns. Eddie's 300th. He kicked the goal of the year, goal nomination, surely it's gonna win. How good, Funky, that you know you and Dad were there to, to witness it live at Adelaide. We just can't replicate that sort of experience. What did you think when you saw the goal scored by Eddie out of that, uh, what is it, the Western pocket? You can't replicate that experience, and um, the reason why you can't replicate it is because I took my daughter to the game, <laughs> who sat through the whole game, absolutely loved it, and she, Wanted to go to the toilet for two minutes in the whole game. <laughs> Out of those two minutes, that was the exact time that Eddie, Bit, Eddie Betts kicked his, one of his best goals of his Ever career. Yeah. And only two, it could have been two minutes in the first quarter when there's only one yeah, goal. Someone, I think in the good thing, you would have heard the roar. Yeah, I saw. I, well, I, I could see the crowd. The toilets were shaking. I just I couldn't see it, so I saw the roar. I knew something happened, and I walked up and I knew Sorry, I missed. Sorry, mate. I knew something. I didn't pre-plan you with that but, one. But um, it meant it actually meant that Brizzy got to see it because yeah. he stayed in our seats because he was going to uh, head Legend. off. But um, very good. Thanks, boys. Uh, great episode. Chat to you next week, boys. Before we go, big game, Barossa versus Tanana tomorrow, Anzac, uh, Anzac Day. I'm, I'm sneaking out there to run for the boys. So uh, By the time the podcast goes there, it's today. Yeah, so right. good luck yeah. to the Barossa boys. Thank you. See you, lads. Bye.